Welcome, everybody, to the F1 Feast. It's your buddy Gavin from Filibuster Freestyle, filibusterfreestyle.com. Uh, it's not a Hush Tones podcast. However, Drilling Threes, America's favorite party band, had a big show this past weekend. Yours truly was up there singing some songs. And my voice is fine, but it's also, you know, not robust. Charlotte, the illustrious star and producer of this show on occasion, is actually napping, as most 14-month-olds do. And so anyway, we're going to talk the uh, British Grand Prix, the English Grand Prix, live from Silverstone after the theme song. And we're going to do it by ourselves. We're going to do it semi-hushed tones. We're going to keep it short and sweet. But before we do any of that, why don't you go ahead? I mentioned Drilling Threes. Give them a follow on Instagram, at Drilling Threes. And while you're at it, especially if you want some Drilling Threes swag, why don't you give a follow to at Pop Sketch Designs or go to their Etsy store, etsy.com slash shop slash Pop Sketch Designs. Pick yourself out something nice, whether it's Drilling Threes related or not. Did I just burp in the middle of that promo? That's for you to decide. Here comes the theme song. British Grand Prix talk on the other side from the F1 Feast. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. So, not going to lie, of all the races this year, this was the one that myself and my typical co-pilot, Cindy Harrington, kind of had the least opportunity to sit down and watch and analyze, though we did get to watch the vast majority of the race. Doesn't mean we're not qualified to do this, doesn't mean any of that. But bottom line is, uh, we wish we had had more time because... It was a great race. I mean, there was a lot of excitement in the race, not so much for first place with Max, though he did have a harder time than he had. Uh, for instance, he won by 3.798 seconds to be exact, and it's not like uh, it was that close of a race, but it also wasn't that he's winning by 25 seconds. So, you know, you got that going for you. But anyway, Max is continuing to have a sublime season. He's killing it. But... I'll tell you what, a couple of Brits were on the podium with Max, Lando Norris, more on him in a bit, and Lewis Hamilton in second and third. And in fourth and fifth were Lando's teammate, Oscar Piastri, in his highest ever finish in fourth place, and then Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes teammate, George Russell, in fifth. So you had a Red Bull up top, followed by a McLaren, followed by a Mercedes, followed by a McLaren, followed by a Mercedes. And if you've been paying attention to F1 this season, you know, man, McLaren has come out of nowhere this season here in 2023. And we chronicled this last week from uh, from Austria where Lando Norris had an upgrade package and he had a great race and his teammate Oscar Piastri had not gotten that package yet and he was much further back in the pack. Well, today they both had the upgrade package, though apparently Lando has a new wing or front wing, excuse me, that I do not believe Oscar Piastri has yet. So Oscar is still due for an additional upgrade. But Oscar, with the upgrades he got, which really helped Lando last week, really helped Oscar Piastri this week. Again, his best ever finish in an F1 race in fourth. And then Lando, with that new wing 
as their number one driver, second place. I believe he qualified second as well. So Lando's qualified great two weeks in a row. Lando has raced well on Sunday, great two weeks in a row. He got himself a podium, and McLaren went from potentially the slowest car on the grid back at the beginning of the season to right now, they're in the mix. Uh, they are absolutely in the mix, and for the last two weeks, they've been putting out a top three car in terms of manufacturer brand. So if you're Lando Norris, the, with the exception of Max Verstappen, who continues to have a ho-hum year, absolutely destroying everybody, you got to be feeling great if you're Lando Norris right now, especially how you were feeling back in February, March, when this thing started. Similar for Lewis. Lewis now, you know, again, that Mercedes is not a title-winning car. It is not necessarily even yet a race-winning car, unless maybe something goes wrong with a Red Bull, especially with Max's Red Bull. But Lewis is getting a lot out of it. George Russell is getting a lot out of it. They're dealing with a much better car and a much better car design than they had to start the 23 season. And George Russell is also the third British driver on the grid, which means all three British drivers came in top five. Pretty wild stuff. Um, as we get further down the grid, Checo Perez in the Red Bull in sixth place. He started way back. He didn't get out of qualifying one, set the qualifying one session for like, I believe I heard from my friends on the Missed Apex Cup podcast. It's like the fifth week in a row, fifth race in a row, excuse me, that he hasn't gotten out of Q1 in a car that's absolutely a rocket ship for his teammate, Max Verstappen. Now, the race pace is absolutely there. Last week, Checo was able to come from way back into the points. This week, he was able to come from way back into the points. Got to give him credit for that, but qualifying-wise, he had another tough weekend. And now we're in a very interesting spot in that Fernando Alonso, who literally last week, we on this podcast said, is he the greatest waste of talent over the last decade in Formula One? Because he left for a while, he kept changing teams for a while, he hasn't podiumed in over 10 years until this year, um, or something like that. Definitely hasn't won a race in over 10 years. You know, maybe, maybe we were too harsh, maybe we weren't. And I say that not because I feel bad about what we said, but because here we are this week, and Lance Stroll, the Aston Martin teammate of Fernando Alonso, comes in 14th place, 27 seconds behind the winner. And Fernando himself is 17 seconds off the pace. And now, instead of him being a guaranteed second or third every week, depending on if a Mercedes is firing well or if Checo Perez is firing well, he gets beat. But both Red Bulls, both Mercedes, and both McLarens. And now, maybe, the only reason I backtrack on last week's statement about the talent piece is Alonso's a fickle guy. And if he doesn't feel like he has a race-winning car, it's a little bit easier to mail it in and to not be happy and to either quit or go race something else or blow your team up on the way out of town or any of the things he's been doing over the last decade. I still feel like if he had just stayed the course somewhere, they probably could have figured it out, most likely if he'd stayed at McLaren. But again, I'm not going to back away from the comments we made last week about he's an incredible talent. And again, he's crushing his teammate, Lance Stroll, billion-dollar baby. Not that he's a baby, but he's, you know, just sounded good. But anyway, he's a billionaire son. He's a pay driver. And he came in 14th, and his teammate doubled him up and came in 7th. So 
Fernando's still completely crushing his teammate, but way off the pace he's been enjoying in the first half of the season. Really gets interesting in eighth place. Alex Almon in the Williams, which is a British team like McLaren. A lot of them are based in Britain, but British team. A Williams came in eighth place at Silverstone. Silverstone, huge. Because not only did he come in eighth, his teammate, Logan Sargent, the American, came in 11th. And in the middle of those two Williamses, who were out kicking their coverage, coming in 8th and 11th, respectively, are two Ferraris in Charles Leclerc at 9th and Carlos Sainz at 10th, absolutely ham and egging it with the midfield, despite being in Ferraris. And again, Ferrari's strategy was the issue. Dropping into 12th, Valtteri Bottas in the Alfa Romeo. A nice 13th from Nico Hulkenberg in the Haas. I mentioned Stroll coming in 14th. Uh, in 15th was Joe, the Chinese national, from the Alfa Romeo team. Yuki Sonoda in 16th. His teammate, Nick DeVries, is in 17th, which also ended up being dead last because both Alpines conked out this week. Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon. And in the middle of that, K-Man, Kevin Magnussen, and the Haas also did not finish and conked out. So Alpine had a horrific weekend. Haas had a mixed bag weekend. Alfa Torre had not a great weekend. Alfa Romeo had a meh weekend. Williams had an awesome weekend. Ferrari had a horrible weekend. Aston Martin had a not great weekend. Red Bull's fine. Not so much Checo, but certainly Max. Mercedes had a good weekend. Definitely better than last week. And McLaren had the weekend of weekends. McLaren absolutely crushed the weekend. And so when we think about the Hungarian Grand Prix in two weeks, this season continues to evolve in that as long as Max's car is fine, Max is going to win every race he's in. Checo is at this point a complete crapshoot in terms of qualifying. But if he can keep his car on the track... He's going to come in top 10. And then the question becomes, which driver after Max can come in second? And we're at a point where it could be anybody between Lando, Lewis, George Russell, Fernando Alonso, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz. And you've got a legitimate case for Stroll, Russell, I might have said him, Piastri now, if this car continues to be fast, all the legitimate chances, too, to potentially get a podium. And when you talk about the Constructors' Championship heading into Hungary, Red Bull continues to run away for it. Ten race wins out of ten. Fifteen podiums. They have 411 points. Mercedes is at 203 in second place with five podiums. Zero wins. Aston Martin slightly behind them at 181 despite having six podiums, zero wins. Ferrari at 157, despite a tough weekend this weekend. A a clear fourth place and, frankly, still in the mix with Aston Martin for third and maybe even in the the race for second if they can get out of their own way with with Mercedes. But Ferrari has two podiums, but they're at 157. And then 98 points behind them, but gaining quickly, is McLaren at 59 points, one podium. Alpines at 47 points, one podium, sixth place. Huge drop-off, but now a tie for seventh. Williams is now tied with Haas 
on 11 points. Alfa Romeo stuck on nine. Alfa Tori stuck on two. So the story is here. Again, Aston Martin being top three still is a story. But McLaren seems to be another story. Alpine, Ferrari, McLaren, Aston Martin, somewhat Mercedes are all kind of a crapshoot every week. Williams is a crapshoot, but in a good way because they are off the doormat. Haas continues to be a little bit beleaguered by one bad luck, bad car performance on Sundays, and two, K-Mag just doesn't have a handle on the car the way he did last year. And Nico Hulkenberg does, but doesn't have the reliability. And then Alfa Romeo and Alfa Torre are just not factors right now, unless it's a driver shakeup, which there might be here and things, especially out of the Nick DeVries getting replaced by somebody, whether that's Danny Rick or somebody else, mid-season or certainly after the season, we'll see. But that's your constructors. And then you look at your drivers, which is also now starting to get a little bit more wide open in terms of who's going to come in second. Max is going to run away with it. Max is up by 99 points on Checo Perez. Four or five weeks ago, that was a six-point difference. Fernando Alonso, he's 19 points behind Checo. That's gettable. Lewis Hamilton is only 16 points behind Fernando. That's gettable. He's about 35 points behind Checo. That might be too much to ask, but between second and fourth, I mean, Alonso could be fourth, Alonso could be second, Alonso could be third. Same with Perez. And Hamilton, I'm not sure he can get to second, but he can definitely get to third, maybe second. Sainz and Russell and Leclerc are in a tight one. It's Carlos Sainz, 83 points. George Russell, 82 points. Charles Leclerc, 74 points. Stroll way back at 44. Lando now is 42. Ocon has set 31 for Alpine. Piastri is 17 for McLaren. Pierre Gasly stuck on 16 points for Alpine. That seems disappointing. Esteban Albon has all of Williams' points. He's 11 points. Nico Hulkenberg has all but two of Haas's points at nine. Botas and Joe have five and four, respectively, for Alfa Romeo. Yuki has all of Alfa Torre's two points. Talked about K-Mag. The rookie, Logan Sargent, zero points, but came very close this week. And Nick DeVries, the rookie, though he did have a drive at Williams last year where he did score points in that Williams. He's just way back, man. He's just way back. So we look at where do we go from here. We look at the Hungaro wearing coming up next. So much to do. By the way, I didn't talk to, talk to any of you about my F1 feast. So two very British things are fish and chips and tea. And in the last 24 hours or less, I have had tea. I have had fish and I have had chips. The tea is the most close to being the British piece. The fish I had, not necessarily beer battered fried fish, and the chips I had, definitely not french fries. That being said, I feel like I did a makeshift modified fish and chips and tea, English tea. So there's your F1 feast. Um, if you're going to mail it in on a cuisine, no offense, but British cuisine might be the right one to do sometimes. I'm interested to see what we come up for a Hungarian dish in a couple weeks. And I believe after the Hungarian Grand Prix, we get that three, four week break. Um, called gardening leave. And what's interesting about that is, one, silly season, if driver changes are going to happen, should start in earnest around that time. Number two, we will hopefully have a little bit of time to reboot 
and really bring this podcast to a level up, maybe get a mid-season upgrade ourselves, we are endeavoring to make this a video pod at some point. If you actually watch some of the cuisine we make and eat, in addition to talking about F1, and while I'm not sure we can get there by the end of the gardening leave or certainly during the 2023 season, I think we can make some strides with our new permanent studio. And that should give us a chance to maybe make some strides with just becoming a video podcast. So we got that going for us too. Uh, no real outlandish hot takes this week other than I am blown away by McLaren's progress. Absolutely blown away by their progress. We will see if they can keep it up. We will see if anybody else has upgrades up their sleeve. And I'll leave it at that. So again, give the freestyle a follow, a subscribe, a like, a review, etc. Wherever you get your podcasts, give us a follow on Instagram at Filibuster Freestyle. While you're on Instagram, give us uh, give our friends a follow at Popsketch Designs and give our other friends a follow at Drilling Threes. And by the way, speaking of following Filibuster Freestyle, we are on threads at Filibuster Freestyle. So if you're on threads, sounds like everybody's going there. Feel free to follow, give us a follow, um, just like you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, other places. Thanks for listening. We will see you in a couple weeks for F1 Feast, for the Hungarian Ring, for the Hungarian Grand Prix. And we may be able to work in some Sports Jerks baseball talk in between them for the Philadelphia Freestyle Sports Jerks feed. Fingers crossed on that one. Thanks for listening.